Hello, everyone. Today is uh, January 5th, 2015. Welcome to the new year. Uh, it's, uh, it's good. It's good to be, uh, to be back on the mic. Uh, I'm excited uh, bringing some new uh, research to you guys, uh, spend some time kind of putting this one together. Uh, and to help me out, I have uh, uh, my assistant here. Hi, everybody. How you doing out there? So uh, he's come on to uh, to help me out to have a little balance, a little back and forth, uh, because uh, even though I can do it just by myself, it's uh, it's not really that easy. I'd rather have somebody else here. So thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Um, so today uh, we're going to talk about uh, a few things. I'm going to get into uh, you know a few podcasts before uh, the interview with uh, Brian. We talked about the Planck telescope, so we're going to be talking a little bit more about that kind of how it's all interrelated and really what we're going to be talking about today is the Big Bang. So to start, uh, we'll start with uh, an article that came out uh, January 2nd this year uh, called The Big Bang to be Investigated from a Balloon in Antarctica. So uh, like the title says, uh, what they're going to be doing is launching a new experiment in a balloon in Antarctica. Voila. So it's a set of six telescopes known as SPIDER uh, that stands for Suborbital polarimeter for inflation, dust, and the epoch of reionization. But I like I like spider better. I like that a lot better. Yeah, it's it's a little easier. <laughs> um, and it's going to circle the continent for the next twenty days. Uh, that was starting on the second, uh, and observe a haze of faint microwave radio waves uh, that envelop space. And those um, are thought to be the fading remnants of the primordial fireball, or I guess the Big Bang. So. So basically, the whole idea is that there's these uh, curly cues that are left in space-time. Curly cues, what's that? So basically, I guess kind of like a spiral. Um, what oh. they're looking for is a specific um, tear, I guess, that they're looking through these telescopes that in the microwave uh, field. So they're actually visible to the eye? or they're just... uh, No, no, no. Only in the microwave, Only in the microwave. Uh, spectrum. Okay. So uh, we can't see it with our own, with our own eyes. Right. Yeah, we need our, our fancy instruments uh, to do that. I like it. Um, so, uh, this was, this is a sister experiment to a Caltech based collaboration known as BICEP. Um, and those are the guys who, um, over the summer made headlines because, uh, the whole thing was that inflation, uh, was now a real thing and that they found evidence of it. Um, but that leads to the next article, uh, that I'll bring up, which is, um, called... Uh, the criticism of study uh, detecting ripples from Big Bang continues to expand. And this is from uh, earlier uh, in the year, September 22nd. Uh, so the whole idea is that um, this BICEP team, uh, they came out and they confirmed that inflation was real. So inflation, what is that? So inflation basically is uh, when the Big Bang happened, um, the way we have the models now it, it doesn't really make sense how it got so far so fast because um, basically within an instant it, it went extremely fast so the only thing they had to explain it is this thing called inflation and so basically it's this unrealistic uh, acceleration uh, compared to the model um, so bicep found these these uh, old big bang light um, in the microwave spectrum so and all that crazy stuff is basically supposed to say okay inflation is real so the big bang is now closer to being uh, a real thing because uh, it, it's a pretty 
it's a relatively new theory. I mean, it's three dec uh, three uh, not yeah decades, three decades old. Yeah, so it's I mean, not that old. No, it's, it's very not that young, old at all. It's a very young theory. So, but this you know it's very exciting stuff because it, it's going to help us understand how the universe expands. Kind of crazy, and a lot of people are just trying to figure out how to pay their bills. But yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're trying to figure. It all it out. works. It all works. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, bicep, uh, what they did is they used their telescope. Now, bicep two, which if I'm not mistaken, is the one that made that inflation discovery, and it got everyone all hot and heavy about it because they're like, "Oh, great, this is more, more, and this and that." But one thing they didn't realize is, or they didn't include, is that a large portion of their readings. Uh, could have been disrupted by galactic dust. So they didn't realize... Now, they, they thought they were looking in a relatively open area of the sky. And uh, earlier this year, they had to release that, yes, it is possible that our findings might be picking up the dust. And it's not just these rips and curlicues in space-time. Right. So um, the Planck team, the Planck telescope team, which uh, is, is out there and it's mapping... Uh, the whole universe, basically. Uh, they went and used their telescope to check out the area that they were looking to make sure, you know, is there dust? And without a doubt, there's a lot of dust there. So, um, you know, some people want them to, to remit the paper to say that it's not true scientific finding. Uh, but what they're going to do is Planck is going to uh, collaborate with them now. So they're going to use both of their experiments, collaborate all the, the data that they have, um, so that they can actually, you know, move on and maybe get further than they would just by themselves. Right. So, so basically, they're 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 taking their readings, uh, their microwave readings through the through the dust. So they're trying to look at their readings looking through the dust field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and so obviously that would distort the information to a certain extent. And that's, that's theoretically. What they're yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. So. And that's what they're showing. And, and you know, it, it seems that there's just a lot of dust in there. It seems like a large portion of what their readings is now. To defend them, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not picking up the readings, but it, you no, but it, yeah, you can't. It, 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 it's tough, but uh, damn interesting as hell. Yeah, it's, yeah. So. it's, it's craziness. <laughs> um, so uh, now, what uh, Planck and, and Bicep two? Now, the, the, this is one thing I was reading, and it's kind of interesting. It's the the difference between like the capabilities. The Planck telescope uh, was launched in two thousand eight, uh, and it was to survey the cosmic microwave sky. Um, and it can distinguish the characteristic signature of dust by comparing the sky brightness in several radio frequencies, um, as well as measuring its direction and polarization. I'm not too sure what polarization. I'm guessing the... Mm. Uh, actually, no, I'm not going to take a guess on that. I don't know what it is. And bicep two uh, only looks in one frequency. Interesting. So... Um, that was another skeptical thing that people were saying when it first came out was, how are you sure if you only are looking at one frequency, which is why they took Planck and looked, because it actually has the ability to do it, uh, to look. So, you know, it's it's good that they actually collaborated with them, because most of the time, from as far as I, I they would just say, ask, you know, whatever. You know, we don't want anything to do with you. No. <laughs> Yeah, it, it makes sense to collaborate. I think in this situation. Yeah, you know. yeah, it went from a disaster to hey, this might this might be good. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. I, you know, it's. I always wondered how do you get a wide enough angle because uh, we're just taking a piece of a microscopic piece of the universe. So how do how do we know? Right, right. The inflation, and, and, deflate, and the inflation actually mm -hmm. is is working, or is it just 
<clears throat> excuse me, I got a cold, or is it just actually a piece of something else? You right. know, so. Uh, but it, but it's interesting as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else do we got here? So, um, yeah. So <laughs> I was I was thinking about this. Like, if if I put in a paper in college, uh, and and completely didn't put the fact that dust could be in my readings and that you know there's a chance of that you lose a letter grade right off the bat yeah no I question mean, yeah, you, yeah you'd be you'd be you'd sit down and your professor would yell at you for half an hour just being like you can't do this this is not a good paper right so for that aspect i would i would definitely say yeah, you know you got to go back so it's good that they actually said it granted it was a little past you know sure the time when everyone was looking at it now so most people just saw that initial thing oh inflation's real we figured it out they're not going to do the follow-up work on it. You know, it's yeah. just, it's the first, the first thing that comes out is what most people look at. So, right. you know, what, what I find interesting is like, you know, is it inflation or is it the attraction of a magnetic field of some planet, some sun, some universe, you know, drawing particles in a certain direction, even in, I, you know, I, it's, it's like, it'd be interesting to really find out, is it true inflation or not? I think that's it's it's very very interesting to to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and and really all it is is it's just trying to it's trying to define what happens. Like it's basically it's like we don't understand how the universe expanded that quickly to be as big as it is now. Right. So they're like, all right, well, there's this thing called inflation. We'll put it in there. We'll see if it works. It seems to be the right thing. And then yeah, now they're trying to see, hey, you know, we might be onto something here. Um, mm. but another thing I was looking into, cause I, I, you know, I, I might be an aerospace engineer, but I'm, I have very little experience as far as that goes. So I, I was looking into like, okay, so like, why is this such a big deal? You know, why can't they just keep looking, you know, um, why do they need to do a balloon in the Antarctic? You know, um, basically what it comes down to is that these, most of the time it's these big, large, uh, telescopes on land, um, and they're huge, but there's extremely limited uh, space. And the competition for observing time is so competitive that you need to submit proposals months in advance with the hope of being awarded just like a few nights of observation per year. So that it's like the big game. It's like you're not even playing a, a regular season. Like you're going to the Super Bowl right away. So, I mean, this is, this is two days of intense, intense observations. You, you have to get it right. You can't mess up. And if you do, you're screwed. You gotta, you gotta, whatever money you just spent doing all that stuff is out the window. So, so are people actually paying for that time? That I would think doing? so. I would think so too. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, that's how probably with these telescopes make their money back for all the, right. you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out and build one tonight. Yeah. And then go, it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're building one in Hawaii, and I guess uh, I don't know if it went through, but uh, the people on the island have a, a, a big issue with it, which uh, it's fair I guess enough. I can't blame them. It's their island. No, I don't know. blame them either. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, I'd rather uh, go to Hawaii for other reasons. That you know, would, so. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Um, so going back, let's see, where were we? Uh, I planned this all out, guys, so we're just going to keep going through this here. Uh, oh, and there's another thing, too. Um, when, when Bicep 2 first put out their results, they wanted to collaborate with Planck to see if, uh, if they could use Planck's results to compare and extrapolate their data so they could say, oh, no, you know, um, you know, it's not just the dust, it's this. Um, but even Planck does its own extrapolations. So, like, it, not that it's, 
not that these extrapolations are like detrimental to the whole thing, but they do make jumps of, um, I guess, decision making. Uh, what's what's the better way to do it? Um, better way to say it. Um, they they take guesses. I guess the way. Yeah, there's no questions. You yeah. have to. You you have to. I mean, you, you know, at the position we're in now, I would think you have to make assumptions. You know, um, in your computations to come to a certain result of some kind. Mm-hmm. You know, you just change one of the assumptions, and you're certainly going to get a different result. So. Yep. Yep. It's it's actually all about assumptions. I mean, there was one class. There's one class I took. It was called uh, fluid uh, incompressible fluids. Um, and we were using Bernoulli's equation. And this is a crazy, super long equation. The only way to make it actually solvable, like in a test, was you literally had to make an assumption. You had to say, based on the problem, you had to make like three assumptions, and then that shrunk the equation down to the point where you could like actually, in a half an hour, <laughs> solve this problem. Because the amount of variables in the thing is it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to solve, even with a computer. It's kind of like having a self-debate or self uh... Yeah, you know, it's like a, yeah, argue you know, with yourself. All right, yeah, let's argue with myself, and I'll come up with seventeen different ways of doing something. So, all right, so let's uh, let's move on to uh, uh, the next one. Planck reveals an almost perfect universe. So, kind of go more into what uh, what Planck, uh, what the Planck telescope is actually uh, showing us. So, this is a picture of the cosmic microwave background that Planck looked at. So, this is this is on a like the scale of this is. These little things are galaxies. They're not planets. So this is huge. Like we, you can't even comprehend uh, just by looking at this where. Um, sorry, you can't pick out <laughs> where like Earth right, is right, right, right on this. Yeah. I don't actually know where it is. Um, so, uh, so what 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 did it show? So the results uh, match the standard model of cosmology, which is kind of where the Big Bang came from. So it, it matches what we already know about uh how the universe expands and and how and how galaxies are formed like that but it also shows uh plenty of anomalies too um which is good that's a good thing (laughs) absolutely um like one of the things was that the uh the average temperatures on the opposite hemisphere are asymmetric so basically if you're looking at a, a sphere one side of it is symmetrical and the other side is not symmetrical to that one so so the original model, we thought that the universe expanded uh, by, uh, symmetrically. Symmetrically, right? Let's try not to use the same word. <laughs> That's right. I'll use it. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> um, so, so what they're showing is that the the, the temperatures are not symmetrical. So, um, so that's good and bad. Um, that's good because uh, it means we have new physics to figure out. Right. It's uh, not good because. Uh, well, if anyone's really uh, emotionally attached to that initial model, it's not good because this thing is more precise than like we have any model for right now. So this is as good as it gets for us right now. Right. Um, and we're going to be spending years uh, deciphering what what all this stuff is. Um, uh, and NASA's uh, W map, which was the one before this, uh, before Planck, it showed the same results, but we, sorry it was largely discredited because it's like, well, our model says it's not right. So we have to, we have to throw that out. So, so it actually worked. (laughs) It was actually telling us, but now they can actually say, okay, like we can now dive into this a little bit more. We can actually 
you know, there's no denying it anymore, you know. Well, it, it, I mean, there's there's logic to that. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no question about it. Um, I'm not sure you throw out all the old information because uh, no. there's always going to be um, – it's a lot of hard work that went into that too. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater right away, no, that's no, for sure. No. And that's the so. good thing why it, it matches a lot of the, the, the new stuff. So that way you can say nice breath of – Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we're on the right track here. Uh, and what else? Uh, on the on, – so, so like this is a very large scale. So um, the other thing that Planck showed is that the universe is not the same in all directions, which is kind of is that's that's a cool concept to think of, you know. Right. You know, it didn't just expand uh, from one point and then keep going like it it it's doing its own thing. It's right. It's not it's not that symmetrical sphere that we're thinking of, uh, you know, that from yeah, that perspective. Yeah, it's, it's not perfect. It, it's not perfect. It's no. not a perfect sphere that it, you know that has the opposite ends and everything's mm -hmm. equally and it's just spinning. Where it's perfectly circular and it's just not. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's a pretty cool thing. Um, and like I said, it's inevitable uh, that uh, that this information is now there, so we can now they can now go and look after it, and that the new physics will happen at some point. Um, and so I guess to go back into the Planck telescope, so it's looking at the cosmic microwave background. Um, so basically, the oldest light from the Big Bang is believed to have stretched out so much since it was uh, first released that it's no longer light. So, so to go a little, because I, I had to research that a little bit. Right, so so what, you, what is um, it? What is it? So there's, there's frequencies, right? right? You know how uh, a wave has a, a frequency in that if you, if you yeah. stretch it uh, or Becomes, close it in, right? Where the waves change. The waves change, right? Sure. The frequency. So um, basically the idea is that light has this frequency and that it stretched out and became microwave. So, okay. I get, yeah, I can see that. Right. So, oh, so that's sorry. why they're not not see that. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so that's why they're looking uh, at the microwave background, because they're assuming that that light is so old now, 13.8 billion years old, that it's cooled down, it's stretched out. So that's where they're looking for it. Um, so. And the temperature is about uh, 2.7 Kelvin. So that's. Oh. Yeah, so that's 2.7 degrees above absolute zero, where right. basically nothing, we think nothing moves. It's just frozen. That's about as cold as it gets. Um, so, and what other things uh, did Planck find out? So, uh, the other thing is they found out that the rate uh, of, that the universe is expanding is actually slower, uh, significantly less, uh, significantly slower than uh, what astronomy has as its value right now. So, so that's really good. So astronomy now has a new mm. number to kind of go off of. It's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, could obviously when when were those previous readings taken? Maybe the obviously the we're talking about inflation. Maybe it's just not inflating as fast as it was. Well, the inflation, yeah. The uh, I think the expansion is the right word right. to use there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. and the other thing too is that uh, when we looked with the Hubble telescope, I think in in the ninety late nineties. Um, we talked about it last episode. Um, they found out that the universe was actually slower. Uh, no, it was faster than it was now. So they're like, okay, well, what's going on? And then Planck says that it's slower than we actually thought it was. So right. basically the whole idea behind you know dark energy is that um, it's not just empty space out there. It's not just a, a blackness and empty. That this dark energy is actually this fluid. 
you know, that, not that we can really, that's the best way to describe it. Right. You know, so it, that means the universe could be going faster at times, it could be expanding slower, and it all depends on this dark energy that's always sure. moving around. So, which is crazy to even, right? like, I can't believe people even think about this stuff. So we're going to call it space fluid now? Is that what space we're going to call it? Space fluid, it might I be, like yeah. it, I like yeah. it. All right, chalk, chalk that one up for me, <laughs> so... Um, what else? Uh, oh, when they, so when they compared uh, Planck, Planck's research to what we had before, which was the standard model of cosmology, uh, we found out that there's actually more dark matter. Uh, there's less dark energy, so less of that fluid for things to move around. Um, and that there's 0.4% more normal matter. But basically, I mean, about the same amount of normal matter as, as we have, which is tiny compared to everything else. Um, so I guess the next place to go, uh, is what it's kind of described the big bang, uh, so that we can later get into, uh, the standard model of cosmology. So big bang. So, uh, about 14 billion years ago, uh, the universe began expanding in all directions from an infinitesimally small, infinitely dense point known as a singularity. Uh, the event is known as the big bang. Duh. Uh, within the first few seconds, uh, following the onset of rapid inflation uh, and lasting for the next 100,000 years, uh, the fundamental particles or the, the, like the pre-particles, the particles that made matter as we know it now, they were kind of figuring things out and, um, and they were in this crazy, intense heat and radiation. So the, the universe at that time, it was, so it was opaque. You couldn't, couldn't see through it. It was all plasma. And it was all crazy radiation, super, super powerful. Um, and then as it expanded more, um, the universe's temperature and density uh, decreased, which makes sense, you know, because it's spreading itself thin and, you know, heat will cool itself down eventually. It sure does. Right. Um, so the plasma and radiation was eventually replaced by hydrogen and helium, which are the most abundant elements uh, that, that are in and the simplest. Uh, and lightest, actually. Uh, and then gravity took about several hundred million years after that uh, to get these free-floating atoms into uh, primordial gas, uh, which then the first stars and the galaxies emerged. So that's that's what the Big Bang is. It's, it's a way to explain how the universe started. You know, I have no problem with the Big Bang. A lot of people have big issues with it. It's just, it's science. It's trying to explain something that we didn't understand before. I, I don't have a problem with the theory at all. I, I think it's, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's a logical conclusion to um, some of the facts that they had at that time when mm -hmm. they named it. So um, certainly, you know, I mean, I don't have an issue with it at all. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. it, make, it explains it well. Yeah. And, and it's, um, it, it's such a, it's such a weird place because, with some people, you just you inevitably get into the conversation of, of you either believe it in a hundred percent, you believe in it, or you don't believe in it at all. And it's it's such it's I, I don't like that type of. It's thing. science. It's going to change again, and we're going to find out more later, and we'll have to change our our bases of assumptions, and we'll change it and tweak it, and mm -hmm. maybe come up with something totally new. So uh, there's no absolutes here, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So then it leads us into uh, what is the standard model of cosmology, you know, because I just kind of threw it out there and <laughs> for everyone who doesn't know. Uh, so the cosmological model, what is a cosmological model to start? 
It's all it is is a mathematical description of the universe that attempts to explain its current behavior and evolution over time. Pretty pretty simple. Nothing crazy there. Um, and they're based on direct observations, so it's based on stuff that we're looking at, which, ironically and incredibly, is actually the past. So, which is crazy, like, just to think about the fact that what we're looking at has already happened, and it's just because the light took that long to get to us. Right. You know? Yeah. So, that's crazy in itself. Um, but, uh, to, to, go, to go back to it, uh, so the, the models are capable of making predictions that can be validated by ongoing observations and rely completely on, <clears throat> on the theory of relativity. Um, and the reason they use the relativity is it's the only theory that can give us the best, uh, the best chance of describing these large-scale behaviors of our galaxies and stars, because regular physics doesn't it, it doesn't apply. You can't use those rules to to give yourself a, a prediction of what you're going to see next. You know, so relativity is really the best thing. So the good thing, and the kind of cool thing, is that when um, when the models predict something and we actually observe it, both the model and relativity get credit. So that's kind of cool. Sure. That's kind of sure. cool. Absolutely. Um, and there's two fundamental assumptions, because always have to have an assumption, um, for the standard model of cosmology. Uh, the first is that Earth is not located at the center of the universe, which I, I figured out last week <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even though I've seen a picture of the universe. Uh, or what we think it is. That's right. Um, and it, uh, oh, and it does not uh, occupy a special place. So, therefore, the cosmos looks the same in all directions from every location on the large scale. So, basically, like your position from where you're looking at where Earth is, as long as we're looking at the huge thing that is the universe, it's not going to matter because our distance from the center of it is irrelevant. Right. So, and the second uh, is that the law of physics that operate on Earth also happen throughout the universe regardless of time, which it's kind of huge because when you think about it, uh, my big thing is that um, there's a chance that in some distant, distant, maybe even another universe, the laws of physics that we have here don't apply. And maybe, you know, maybe, you know, their whole periodic table of elements are completely different. Maybe different elements operate completely different in this different land of physics. So, um, now that's that's my crazy thing, but <laughs> no, I I I think it would be a, I, I think for us, sure it works, but I mm -hmm. think to make that leap that it's everywhere else in the whole universe um, would be really tough to to accept that one mm -hmm. very much. Yeah. So. Um, so with those two assumptions, uh, they can observe, uh, we can observe today, uh, and those observations can be expl can explain the past, they can explain the present, uh, and they can help us predict future events, uh, no matter how like crazy far or remote uh, whatever we're observing is happening. Um, so that's that's a good thing, <laughs> Absolutely. and it's, it seemed to work pretty well. Yep. Um, and the fact that Planck has actually shown us that. It is um, we're on the right track is huge. It's it's yeah. it's great. Now it's the very beginning of it, so we're not going to really know much for a while. Uh, but it's it's pretty crazy stuff. 
No, it, it's very interesting. It's, it's great. I mean, this is, um, it, it's also exciting. Yeah. I think it's exciting as hell. I really, really do. I think it's exciting. Yeah, and I love I love learning about the new stuff and and trying to figure out how they figured it out. You know, that's that's the cool. That would thing be you know you know, th- th- that would actually be cool one day to have um, maybe interview one of the guys that uh, um, that were involved in these mm-hmm. you know uh, in both these projects. You know, and uh, it would be nice to have an interview with them one of these days and ask them some uh, some other questions. I think we'll have to put that on a list of things to do. Yeah, that'll definitely go on the list. Definitely. So. Um, but that's, I think that's about it for today. Um, yeah, you know, I, I do have one question. Sure. I just want to jump back for a second. You know, you were talking earlier about um, uh, helium mm-hmm. and uh, hydrogen, hydrogen, right? And you were saying how they were the lightest gases. Is that is that the case? Of the, is that the, yeah. Is th- those gases are the lightest that mm-hmm. out there. So that's kind of interesting that out in this dense world that it happens to be these two light gases that are predominant out there so uh i, I kind of i have to do some research here and see why you know see the logic behind that if if we can even find that out but we'll mm-hmm. have to do some research on that yeah definitely um so yeah it's i i, I still like I, I spent i spent all day putting this together just to try and like figure it out and i'm still my head's still spinning like the, yep. the fact that people figure this stuff out is just it's just crazy um but uh what's even crazier is tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, SpaceX is l- going to launch and resupply the ISS and release Dragon, and then they're going to land that rocket on a barge in the ocean that's 200 by 300 feet. Wow. It's going to wow. be crazy. I tell you, I, I absolutely love SpaceX. Yeah. Love them. Love them to death. Um, there's a lot of other great companies out there, too, but, but I love them. I love SpaceX. Yeah. So good luck to them. Hope everything goes well. Absolutely. And uh, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, actually, no, I'll be doing coverage for tomorrow. Uh, so look out for that. And uh, have a good week, guys. Have a good week. Thank you, um, assistant. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We'll have you on more often. Love it. Thanks. Bye, everybody.